welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week, we're presenting a special conversation with Damiano and Fabio D'Ancenzo, the directors of Bad Tales, an Open Road's new Italian cinema 2021 selection, moderated by FLC's assistant programmer, Dan Sullivan. Bad Tales is an absorbing, richly traced group portrait of youth on the precipice of puberty set in the outskirts of Rome. Our protagonists are the children of dysfunctional homes, and we observe them as they go about their daily lives amid the frequently apathetic and at times violent world of adults. An energetic work that is at once a kind of dark fairy tale and a stylish act of sociological inquiry, Bad Tales is a wild ride that captivatingly makes the case that the kids are not, in fact, all right. Bad Tales is now playing nationwide in our virtual cinema. Visit filmlink.org slash badtales for tickets. I'm very pleased to say that I'm joined by both Damiano and Fabio Dianacenzo. So uh, hello, you two. Hello, guys. Ciao. And uh, we're also joined by uh, our interpreter, Michael Moore, who's going to help out as needed. Hello, Michael. <laughs> um, why don't we, uh, yeah, why don't we just, um, we'll start at the beginning, sort of the origins of this, of this film. Um, you're returning to a setting, I think, that was present in your last film, uh, Boys Cry, as well, the, the Roman uh, suburbs. Could you tell us what drew you back with this film and maybe just kind of how it came about? First of all, I, I wanted to thank uh, you for um, opening this really wonderful festival of Italian films uh, with our film. Uh, the writing process was uh, fairly uh, lengthy on this and... Uh, in order, we were working on it, and then we decided to go back to the first draft of the first screenplay that we'd ever written when we were 19 years old. Uh, this film is a sort of a continuation of the themes that you've seen in our previous films, but it's more refined, uh, more poetic, and a little bit less direct, but no less powerful, no less impactful. Um, and the theme that I'm talking about is this desire to tell the story of our country, of Italy, through the eyes of it, of the victims, the victims of the powers that be, um, the victims of, of these powers that might that are often invisible but and underground, um, uh, powers that are in their way extremely violent, um, powers that are manifested that are represented in the politics of the status quo through television. Um, and this is a film very important for us because it talks about something very intimate to us, part of our own past, part of our own lived experience. And I think we were very uh, helped in making this uh, by our, our experience as filmmakers in order to have a very, to maintain a very clear vision of what we were after. There's humor at times. There's almost like a, almost like horrifying things too, you know, um, I think it, it, it goes between these two poles very much. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering how that kind of, how this kind of blend, how you kind of uh, obtain that, like when you're writing together and maybe just maybe uh, a little more specifically sort of how, how the dynamic between you two uh, works like at that, at that stage of the, of the film. Well, I, I think we have a very uh, equal roles. Uh, I think that um, in that we're both, I think we share and uh, are divided by the, the shock of the times in which we live. I mean, uh, maybe we're only 32 years old, 
but in these short in in these 32 years we've seen an, an, an odyssey of very complicated events taking place um, we're human beings uh, we have our light side but we also have a great deal of depth uh, uh, there's a we have seen many things we've intuited many things over the years um, we are we're children um, and growing up is uh, and growing up through these various experiences is something that we tried to capture through the screenplay there isn't really a hierarchy uh, in the way that we work together uh, we sort of look each other in the eyes and talk about our shared experience and try to see what's relevant. Um, we look for the figure of an extraordinary narrator. We try to find just the right images, um, but um, we mainly work on dialogue and uh, and then you know uh, and and place that alongside very strong images with with and in each film these images are more refined, they're uh, more sublime and they're sharper. So. Um, Many of the images that you see in the film are reflections of the lives that we've led, of people eating together, of arguing, of how they move about the house, and uh, of the time that has elapsed in our lives. Besides the, the camera, uh, which I, I want to get to um, uh, soon, I, one of the most important kind of conduits for this, uh, for this experience is, um, is the really remarkable uh, cast of the of the film, the roles are all all seem to be cast like uh, very precisely. I was wondering um, if we could uh, first, if, if first you could tell us a bit about how casting proceeds for you, how you um, how you sort of arrive at these uh, at these actors who are going to appear in these like very uh, strong images that you're talking about. Yeah, well, um, for the uh, children, for the selection of the children, we did more than 1,000 auditions. Uh, for the adults, 300. Um, and uh, we were looking for uh, people that would, that would uh, satisfy us. That, you know, first we had the screenplay, and, and who would uh, most satisfy, most fulfill the roles that we had created? Um, we were looking for uh, people that would also take a, a risk, that sort of um, the risk that they are sinking into these characters that they're supposed to play. We also like to sit down and draw on a piece of paper, um, or rather the extreme features of the character, um, what makes them unusual, and then how they're going to appear in the natural light. Um, and we had a lot of sunlight in this, as you could see. Um, so we try to find a balance then between um, something very stylistic, but also something very natural. We never want to do a caricature. That's something that we despise. Hi, I'm Clinton Crute. And I'm Devika Girish. We're the editors of Film Comment. The Film Comment Letter is a free weekly digital newsletter featuring original film criticism and writing by Film Comment's editors and brilliant contributors. The letter delivers exclusive features, reviews, interviews, streaming picks, news, and more directly to subscribers' inboxes every Thursday before they're published on filmcomment.com the following Monday. Sign up today at filmcomment.com to get the letter every week. Support independent film journalism. Support film comment. This balance between stylization and, and naturalism is, is very interesting in the work. And yeah, especially at the, 
in the performances. Um, I guess I'm then wondering when you're actually, when you're shooting the film, what the collaboration with the actors looks like in order to, uh, to reach that uh, point. And I guess I'm particularly interested in working with uh, younger like younger performers, less experienced actors and so on, what the dynamic between you two and, and, and those actors is like. I think that uh, when you're, uh, our collaboration involves uh, both a uh, great respect uh, for the younger actors and uh, awareness of the specificities of children, but the greater, uh, so we have to pay even closer attention to our younger actors. Um, they are, uh, they see everything that's happening. They are much more sensitive. Uh, and even um, if they might be, if there's a risk of them being victims of, for, of their own fragility, of their vulnerability, they are also very clever and they could sort of um, take advantage of you in a way. Um, they're very able, uh, they're very intuitive. And so I think uh, we have to work in, we work in very close, we always work in very close contact with our younger actors and try to bring out their playful quality. Um, as we were mentioning earlier, in this mix that we have between being very, between stylist, stylistics and naturalism, um, we have to find uh, not just a balance, but to allow their inventiveness to come out in order to play the comedy against the drama, which, as we said earlier, we're moving at more or less the same pace, uh, although one can sometimes instruct, obstruct the other and short circuit uh, the story that is being told. So the key is to speak very little uh, to them and to leave lots of room for their uh, own natural expressiveness, even if they want to get wild, even if they want to be uh, all sort of uh, out of sorts and awkward, and to draw on their imaginations and their concept of what the actor's uh, role should be. In this sense, not paying attention only to the lines that they have to speak, but how they should build a character and how their character uh, would behave in finding him or herself in a very uncomfortable position of not knowing exactly what to say or what to do. Another uh, very uh, important collaboration in your work uh, up to now has been with um, the cinematographer Paolo Carnera, who also filmed uh, Boys Cry. I was hoping you could talk a bit about um, about your collaboration, your collaboration with him. We've mentioned already, like the uh, use of natural light. For you, uh, the uh, the images in your films are are becoming more refined, uh, more. Um, they're taking on different aspects, I guess, as you as you continue working and so on. So maybe um, maybe you could tell us about how he sort of uh, fits into this. Uh, I think we have a very open collaboration with uh, Paolo Carnera, our DOP, our DOP um, and uh, when we sort of design uh, the, the set, the look of the film, we sort of look at a range of uh, options. I mean, the director of photography, the cinematographer is, you cannot separate um, him or her from the director. They're so essential to creating the image. Um, and to, <clears throat> And you cannot, disconnect the feeling uh, that um, so, so what the feeling of a scene um, that we want a scene to admit from the way that lighting and and chromatism uh, is dealt with so um, we give him a lot of input on the feeling that we want to come out of the scene and then he is very talented uh, at realizing 
what uh, it is that we're looking for. So the way that our process works is we have a very long sort of um, site survey. You know, we take a long time to find just the right places that, um, and to see them in their own natural setting, in their own natural look, their own natural light, and the feeling that um, these sites um, emanate. And then we aggrandize it. Um, we try to embrace everything that a place has to offer. And um, then this is what you see then uh, crisscrossed, uh, this sort of intersection of, of what we see and what we have experienced. Yeah, I'm interested uh, if you, perhaps just, it's perhaps just among uh, the two of you or with Paulo, or if there are any artworks um, that are on your mind um, while, you're while you're conceptualizing um, uh, the film. And I mean, I don't mean, I don't necessarily mean like uh, cinema so much, but I'm wondering if like in, in thinking about uh, visual composition and so on, if you, if there's, um, if there's painting or photography on your mind or maybe even uh, music or literature. Um, I just, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious to know a bit about the kind of, yeah, where the, the DNA, I guess, of, of this, uh, of this kind of, uh, stylized naturalism, naturalist stylization, sort of like, this is a, a very long question, which is actually just, uh, sort of, were there any kind of works of art that you saw as having like a, an important sort of uh, role in your thinking about the film? No, non c'è mai un unico riferimento. We don't, we, we try not to have that first moment because otherwise we sort of become uh, slaves of that initial inspiration. We like to have uh, an input that is cross-cutting as possible between theater and poetry, music, uh, art, and uh, to create distractions in a way, because I think distraction is what allows you to be creative, otherwise you're subject to the dictatorship of ideas. And I think uh, in terms of the artists that we feel close to, um, you could talk about Otto, Dick, Otto Dix, uh, Raymond Carver, Charlie Brown, Dan Rosen, the uh, Canadian writer, Alex, um, I didn't catch the Goldwyn. name. Alex Goldwyn. Alex Goldwyn. Um, and, and even uh, on the more popular side of things, the early seasons of The Simpsons, which in their own way had the stature of a Greek tragedy. I feel like we could discuss that for a long time, but we're actually, we're running out of time soon. So I, uh, I actually, I just wanted to conclude uh, the, the Q&A by, um, if you'll permit me to ask sort of about the, you know, the pandemic, this moment that we're in, um, because, you know, it's, it's notable that the film originally had its premiere at the Berlinale uh, last year, sort of the last major European film festival before everything um, kind of shut down. And, and um, like, I was hoping, I was hoping you two could just tell us a little bit about kind of like um, what your experience has been like trying to, um, you know, like bringing this film into the world in this historical moment uh, we're in, you know, it's a very, very unusual situation. So um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I'll speak on behalf of my brother, because um, uh, we've talked about this a lot. We're always very attentive, um, and we're also always careful to make a film that we want to see, but also um, we pay a lot of attention to the effect that the film is going to have on the viewers. And this is, you know, there's a very strange uh, synergy then be between 
uh, the time that this film was made um, and first shown and to see it today. I think that uh, it focuses very much on the themes that have become extremely uh, relevant today. Uh, Bad Tales takes the sort of a daily tragedies of, of life and exasperates them. But then in this new context of the pandemic, of the lockdown, of the social situation, the way people are responding to the reality in which they find that themselves, I think there's some very uh, unexpected reactions as well. So I think that Bad Tales can be a very useful film for people, but it's also a very provocative film. It, it might make you agitated and nervous, it forces you to look at yourself in the mirror and to confront the mistakes that you may have made. Um, and I, I think um, uh, what it shows, and which is very much a true of the life that we're living now, is a very realistic dystopia. Um, and it is looking uh, not so much at what uh, we will be uh, in the future, but what we would be without a past. Yeah, that's a thought-provoking note to end on. But before we go, I just want to thank, uh, thank both of you for the film. Thanks for joining us here in this, uh, this virtual... <laughs> Uh, Q&A room uh, and hope we can all hang out together in person uh, again sooner rather than later but um, thank you too. Thank you and let's talk to, to go in the United States and New York soon. Uh, we have a lot of good records, good memories from uh, the two years ago I think summer of two years ago and we also met a great friend there uh, Sam Rocco the actor. We met in a, in a restaurant during the, the days, and then we became friends. So yes, we have a good, 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 good times. Yeah, and, and we also want to say uh, thanks to 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 Stranger Releasinger for uh, promoting this film in US. And uh, thank you so much to the the audience. Um, we hope you get, you can love, hate, but understand the movie and. Uh, and, 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 the, and the work uh, behind the movie. For us, it uh, was very, very hard to tell the story, and, uh, but even, uh, even very funny. And good for us that, that was uh, with us, uh, Michael, because our English is, is terrible. So thank you, Michael. Oh, it's a pleasure. <laughs>